0: We're lifted hands. We worship him. Lift him up. Lift him up. Lift up your hands. Take hold of us. We worship him.
1: the congregation of the saints the other day the bible said what is it that you have that you didn't receive we acknowledge the fact that we are product of receiving from you for in you we live we move and we have our being we are not without you the other day in the book of john Bible said that for without me you can do nothing. We acknowledge that the only good thing that we can do without you is nothing. And that is why Lord we are here this morning. And that is why we are casting down every crown. The crown of our certificate. The crown of our money or whatever. The crown of our colors. The crown of our wisdom, the crown of our agenda. And Lord we are lifting your name on high and saying all glory be unto you. And saying all honor be unto you. And Lord in the name of Jesus we pray that this morning also you bless us once again. You release the heavens open over us oh Lord and you pour us out a blessing. Strengthen and empower us. Bible say that they grow from strength to strength. Each one of them that appears before the Lord is Zion. Would you please bless your word this morning. Let your word be a blessing unto us. Open our ears, O Lord, that we will comprehend the mysteries of your word. That nobody will live here the say, Oh,
0: glorious God, we pray
1: Bless us today, even as we are here in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Hallelujah! Somebody shout me a believing Amen. Come on, put those hands together for the Lord Jesus Christ and take your seats in heavenly places. Hallelujah! can you turn to somebody on your left on your right behind you in front of you welcome the person and uh, it is permitted if you want to give the person a hug. it is permitted but within a period of one minute. so it is permitted hugging is permitted with it, handshake is permitted you know celebrating somebody is permitted but within the space of one minute. Hallelujah, glory be to Jesus. Uh, you are shining. And look, he's uh, awesome. God bless you. I'm, I'm excited about each and every one of us. Amen. If somebody is not smiling, tell the person to smile. Uh-huh. <laughs> listen, let me tell you something. Le- listen, smile. just smile. You just smile. Just smile. You see? It is very important. You know, don't let life threaten you. No, don't let life threaten you. The fact that you are alive today is worth more than anything on earth. I'm telling you. Yeah. There is always this scenario that I always share. I heard a man say it and it for once I really understood the value of life. He said, if I give you uh, $10,000, will you be happy? The guy said, I'll be very happy. He said, what will he do? He said, to, to pay a lot of bills. And this was, this was a millionaire, a billionaire speaking to somebody. He said, okay, you know I can give you $100,000 right now. He said, yes. He said, how would you feel? He said, Whoosh. He said, what about if I decide to give you $1 million right now? He said, come on, you're kidding me. He said, I can, you know I can give it to you right now. And then the man pulled out his check. Yeah. He said, I can also give you $10 million right now. Do you know that? I don't even need to give you a check. I just need to transfer it right now. He said, yes. He said, okay. What about if I tell you that I'm going to give you $100 million right now, but you won't see tomorrow? Would you accept it? He said, come on now. Keep everything. (laughs) You see? So sometimes you might think that because I've not gotten this or because of that or that or that. If God gave you the day, it is worth more than anything on earth. It is worth more than anything. The gift of life. Sometimes because we sleep and we wake up, we take many things for granted. Yeah. Yesterday or Saturday, they buried. My, my biological auntie in Ghana. Yeah. My, our last auntie. My, my mother's last born. They buried here yesterday. You know, I was seeing some pictures and all that. Life is a gift which nobody must take for granted. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, my brother um, Zach's brother was just driving. They were talking. In 30 minutes, he had become cops. last week they buried him. You see, you will not die prematurely. But what I want you to understand is that don't let life threaten you. Then you'll be very serious. You'll You'll be sad. You'll be moody. As if you've been baptized in lemon juice. No! Always be excited. You know why you must be excited? Because you have life. And if you have life, you have everything. Praise the name of Jesus. Say, I have life. I will not let anything threaten me. I celebrate God for the gift of life. Amen. Shake somebody, shake somebody. Tell the person smile for me. Yeah. When 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 you understand when you understand some of these things, eh, that is why last that is why last week on the prayer line we were talking about joy. You see? When you understand some of these things, you always be joyful. Yeah, but last Friday, yesterday, the, the day before yesterday, my paycheck was supposed to come, and it didn't come. So, you won't smile. You see? Okay, my paycheck came. And they were supposed to pay me 1524 cents. They paid me fifteen hundred. The twenty-four They didn't come. So, you are moody. Honestly, if you take time to look at the things that make people moody, you see that they are nonsense. Things that are very irrelevant. You see, if you like, if you like take a paper and pen and write down the things that make you moody, you'll be surprised that they are you. You yourself, you ask yourself, how can I allow myself for these things to take away my joy? You know, the boy sent you a text and said that your weight is not fine. You are angry. <laughs> Meanwhile, you are the one that bought it because it was nice in your eyes. Why must somebody's opinion about something that is nice in your eyes make you moody? What a shock. Hallelujah. Ah. Somebody said that your shoe is too orange. So because of that, Hallelujah. Am I preaching already? I'm preaching already. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, listen, when you come, when you come into the house of the Lord, always be joyful. You see, people go, people go to church and then they, they go and then they are so moody as if they are in a cemetery and then they leave and they go home and then there are sicknesses to follow them. No. One of the platforms upon which we trade our weaknesses for His strength is the platform of joy. Yeah, and joy is not an external issue. Joy is internal, and joy is found in the presence of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. So please always learn this and then be joyful. Let me just put this um, announcement very quickly, and then I will speak. On the kingdom of God is here. Yeah, but let me give this announcement very quickly. July the 4th is a very special day for the land of America. And on July the 4th, it is a Tuesday. And we want to spend time and pray for the land of America. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, when you read the book of, uh, I nearly said when you read the book of July 4th. Because I've written July 4th year. When you read the book of Ezekiel 22, and verse 30 and 31. You see, Ezekiel 22, 30 and 31. He said that, and I looked. Very powerful scripture. Maybe they'll put it on the board for us, but it's one of my favorite scriptures. He said, and I sought for a man. Look at that. I sought for a man among them. You see, among them. Somebody from there among them that they should make up the hedge. And number two, stand in the gap before me for the land. This is the Lord speaking. You see? He said, I sought for a man. To seek for a man means, or to seek for somebody means you search frantically. It's, like, it's not like you are just checking. You are searching frantically. Let's say you're about to travel and you can't find your passport or your travel document. You seek for it. Now you begin to look into every nook and cranny, one after the other. You pull all the drawers, make sure that there is no book covering anything. That is how we seek for something. You don't seek for something by just looking and then dashing out. You take your time. Sometimes you flip through the books. Even the things that you have checked, you check again. Why? Because you are seeking. Now, the Lord said he was seeking. It means that he came into the church, the body of Christ. He started moving from row to row, hearing everybody's prayer. And everybody was like, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. Kill this one. Okay, promote this one. That, that, that. Personalized prayers. But he said, I was looking, I sought, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land so that I should not destroy it. So anytime destruction comes upon a place by the judgment of the Lord, it means that people on the land, they didn't stand in the gap. Yeah. People, in fact, I will be bold by this statement to even tell you that one of the reasons why the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah was because there was nobody in the land. It was rather somebody outside the land that was standing for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. So, his bargaining power got to a certain... Because he was not in the land. So, he didn't really know how many righteous people were in the land. So, he thought maybe God could get ten. So, when he told the Lord that if you get ten, would you destroy it? The Lord said, no. He said, ah, I know that as for ten, if it is um, um, Lot, his wife, and then their two daughters, let's say their two daughters are married, and they convert their uh, two people They'll be righteous men. So now we'll have six. And then they are friends and family. As for ten, the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. But the man was not there. So his bargaining power was limited to ten. But if it was Lot himself that was standing in the gap for the land, he would have known that maybe he's he's only the righteous person. So he could have said, Lord, please, for my sake, would you spare the land so that I can work a little more? Are you getting what I'm talking about? So you see, It is important. That is why the Bible said that he was looking for a man from amongst them. Don't look for the gold of the land without introducing the power of God upon the land. So we pray for the land. We will be praying for the land on that Tuesday, July the 4th. Now, look at a scripture in Ezekiel chapter um, chapter 33 and then verse number 7. So thou, O son of man... I have set you a watchman unto the house of America. In the case of Ezekiel, it was the house of Israel. In the case of you and I, it is the house of America. Therefore, we should hear the word at the mouth and then warn the people for him. And that is done on the altar of prayer. Praise the name of Jesus. So July the 4th, July the 4th, not this coming Tuesday, but then the next one. I want you to come on the prayer line morning, afternoon, evening. We'll be praying for the land of America. Sometimes when the Lord hears the prayer, he said, if my people that are called by my name, you see, he didn't say if the whole land. Um, Can you put a scripture on the board for me? Second Chronicles chapter seven and verse number 14. Look at how he put it over there. He said that if my people, if my people, so there were many people, but he said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, shall pray, shall seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal the whole land. So the whole land can be healed by the prayers of the saints. So July the 4th, as others will be hoisting flax, we will be praying for the flax. We'll be praying for the land. Amen. And uh, I will encourage you that we will fast from 6 to 12. At least on that Tuesday. Hallelujah. Yeah. Many people don't like fasting issue. Amen. But let us do that. You see, because one day your children and your children and your children, children if Jesus tarries, will be here. Maybe you and I may not be here. But the prayers that we have prayed for the land will be what will become the reason why the Lord will save them. When you read the book of Genesis chapter 19, 29. Bible says that the Lord spared Lot. Look at Genesis 19, 29. And it came to pass in the day that the Lord, he said, and it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham. You see, you oh, listen Oh, the Lord was destroying a certain land. Abraham was not on that land. But Bible says that it came to pass on the day that the Lord was destroying that land that God remembered Abraham. And because God remembered Abraham, it wasn't the righteousness of Lot that spared him. You see, sometimes we we say that Lot was the only righteous person. He was the only righteous person, but he would have perished with them, if not for somebody. So, Bible says that the Lord did not remember anybody. The Lord was just going to massacre everything. But he remembered Abraham. And then he sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. When he overthrew the cities in the plain that that lot dwelt in why did that happen because abraham stood in the gap when he had the opportunity of doing that so as we come on this not this tuesday but the next one just praying for the land of america please come it it is not in person it is online so you you have no reason why you will not join join the 3 a.m we are praying for the land of america it's so very important to my heart amen So, that is that very powerful and important announcement. If you think it's a good announcement, would you put your hand together for the Lord Jesus? Thank you so much. God bless you. I appreciate you for being um, a believer of this powerful mandate. Amen. Now, I'm speaking very briefly on the kingdom of God is here. And I'll be doing a few things in the process of time talking about this because come next month, we are going to deal more into the kingdom of God and then soul winning. Hallelujah. Yeah, A Christian who doesn't understand what is called soul winning has lost his salt and is good for nothing. A Christian who does not understand soul winning has lost his light and men will not treat him as anything relevant. When Jesus said that, When salt loses its taste, men trodden it underfoot and then destroy it. He was talking about the believer in line with soul winning. Simple. The the main purpose why God left you and I here on earth is to win souls. When you read the book of Obadiah chapter 1, verse 17 all the way to 21, a believer who doesn't understand this principle of soul winning has lost his totality of... uh, know of being a believer. He said that upon Mount Zion, so now he's talking about you and I coming into the grace. So he said upon Mount Zion, through the mandate of the church, upon Mount Zion shall there be deliverance. Before we came to the Lord, there was deliverance. The Lord delivered us and then we came into him. He said that there shall be deliverance and then there shall be holiness and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. Do you see that? So This is talking about you and I coming into fraternity with the Lord. He said, upon Mount Zion, through the mandate, through Jesus, we will be delivered and then we will enjoy holiness. We'll enjoy the righteousness of God. And then we now shall begin to possess our possessions. And then he went to verse 21 and he said that, and then saviors, saviors, saviors with an S, not one savior, saviors, because Jesus is still saving souls through you and I. He said, a savior shall come up out on Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau, the world, and the kingdom shall be the Lord's." So, any believer who doesn't understand the power of winning souls and you think that being a child of God is only for God to give you cars and for God to give you blessings here on earth, it's a complete disappointment unto the kingdom of God. Yeah. It's a complete disappointment. It's like somebody that has been employed into a company and the purpose why you were employed into that company was to oversee ABC. Now, when you went, you are not doing that. They will sack you. You see, so many believers are ready to be sacked because we have lost our taste. That is why the world is now the world is pursuing us. We don't understand why the world is pursuing us. We don't understand why everything that uh, the uh, uh, everything that Christians do everybody is talking about because we are not doing what we are supposed to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So, it is not just about possessing our possession. It is not just about going about with the with the righteousness of Christ, it is also about becoming saviors from Mount Zion so that the world can enjoy. So, we will be dealing more from, you know, uh, from the kingdom from, from now onwards, we will be dealing as the Lord gives us the grace until we exhaust everything. So, let me now continue from there. When we were born again or any born again child has been born into a kingdom. You can start writing from there. When we were born again, we were born into a kingdom. It's important. The Lord did not make us born again and then left us just anywhere. He put us in a kingdom. To be born again means that we have been put in a kingdom and that kingdom is called the kingdom of God. We have been made citizens of a certain kingdom. When you read the book of Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9. Now look at Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9. Now they will put it on the board for us. He said that and they sang a new song saying you are worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For you were slain and you have redeemed us. Now look at that. But to God, You have redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred. So when you were born again, you were taken. Can you give it to me in NLT or this very verse? Only this verse. In either NLT or revised version or something. Now he said that, and you have ransomed. He said, and your blood has ransomed us. Okay, and they sang a new song. And the and these with these words that you are ready to take the scroll and to break its seals and to open it. For you were killed, and with your blood you have ransomed people for God from every tribe, you see, from every tribe, from every language, from every people, from every nation, and has done what? Look at verse 10. And you have made us and you have caused them to become. God's kingdom. Somebody say God's kingdom. So, when you became born again, you see, you lost your natural identity and you assumed a spiritual identity and that identity placed you, I mean, that identity was, was a result of your placement in something called God's kingdom, the kingdom of God, you see? And his priest and they will reign on the earth forever and ever. Same here believing, amen. So when we were born again, the Lord put us in a kingdom. The kingdom is called the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God to the believer is like the garden of Eden to Adam and Eve. The kingdom of God to the believer is like the garden of Eden to Adam and Eve. You see, Understand that redemption, I keep on telling us that redemption, redemption is like a restoration to the original plan. You know, everything about redemption. That is why I always say that if you really want to understand the package of redemption, you must understand Genesis. Hallelujah. Now, so redemption means that how it was supposed to be. And then there was a break. Now, so now we have been restored back to how it was. Now, so you will see that before God created Adam and Eve, there was a kingdom that he had made available called the Garden of Eden. So God created Adam and Eve and according to Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 to 15. Let's quickly read it. Is is somebody following me? Genesis chapter 2 verse 8 to 15. Bible said that and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put the man whom he had formed. So the garden was there, the kingdom was there, and then God created man and then God put the man in. So before redemption, the Lord had created a kingdom called the kingdom of God and he put man when he became born again. Into that kingdom. So we want to know. Bible says that the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is here. You read through the scriptures. You come, you hear that the kingdom of God is here. Matthew chapter 10 verse 7. He said the kingdom of God is here. We want to know a little about the kingdom of God. And then we'll be taking it from there. We'll be looking at how to access it. We'll be looking at the things the ingredients of the kingdom of God. Not all today, but I'm just telling the course of time what we'll be doing. And as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Or the kingdom of heaven is here. Now, when you read um, the, the gospel of Luke and then Mark, it, they used the kingdom of God. But Matthew used the kingdom of heaven. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, so he said that. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hallelujah. So we want to know what is this kingdom of God? What is in this kingdom of God? Which Jesus and John the Baptist was preaching it. And all that they were saying was that it is here. It is here. It is here. Number one, please write these quick points and then we will be done. Number one, what is in the kingdom of God? Or what is the kingdom of God? It is the place of all provisions. It is the place of all provisions. It is the place where all things are ready. Luke 14, 16 to 17. It is important that you understand that when you were born again, the Lord, you see, that is why if we don't do what the Lord wants us to do, we become a trouble for him. Because he made us be in a kingdom where all things all things. There is all provision. All provision. If you are not getting it, it doesn't mean that it is not there. It is either something is stopping you from getting it or you don't know. Two things. The two things why children of God does not enjoy the provisions and the package of redemption totally is either ignorance or demonic machinations. Yeah. These are the two things. (laughs) are the two things why children of God don't enjoy the package of redemption. Ignorance. The Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people perish. I remember when I was preparing to do my wedding around 2010 thereabout, I was working for a certain company called Sahara Jew Services. And then I got a- another company from South Africa. So I was transitioning. But the, the package that the second company gave me was too powerful. So I didn't give Sahara Geo Services my required period of notice. It was an abrupt, I said, Listen, even if you don't give me anything, this one, one month pay, it can compensate for everything that you were going to give me. So I just cut it off. And they told me that we won't give you this benefit, we won't give you that, we will not also pay you for. Um, that period and whatever i said that is fine so now i came out and then i realized that i still needed some more money for the preparation but the people have told me that they will not pay now one of the things that i did was that i did not put my i did not sign up for alert because i didn't like uh alert i wanted to walk in the bank and then i'll see the money and i'll be excited if i saw it on my phone before i go there i'll not be excited so, I wanted to always walk into the bank. How much my balance? They write, I said, Whoa, you know, because I was, I, what, my work was such that they will pay me, but I was in another country, but they will pay me in dollars back home in Ghana. So, by the time I walked to the bank, so the bank people loved me. Because when I come, everybody who serves me, one crispy green note, 100 bill is yours. So, they love me and I love them. Now, so listen very well. Oh ignorance listen so I, I I didn't sign up for it and then I knew that these people said they won't pay me and now I needed money so I started uh, praying and believing God Lord please we need to solve this before the wedding we need to solve that we need to solve this we need to solve that so thankfully the Lord touched the heart of people this one said oh I hear you, are marrying. I, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do that. And I said, okay, still there were some t- certain things that were needed. And then eventually they were not done, so, but we had a powerful wedding to the glory of God. Now, after the wedding, I went to the new company. When the first payment came and then I went to the bank, I saw that the amount that I was expecting was like almost one and a half. So I didn't understand it. I said, so I now told them that print my statement for me. When they printed the statement for me, the company that I was working for first, that said that they were not going to pay me. They had actually paid me together with my benefit. But I was looking for money. Money was sitting in my accounts I didn't know. When I checked the time that they had paid, it was just when I had left that company. So the money was sitting in the accounts I was looking for money somebody tell another person, ignorance. That is why Bible said, that lack of knowledge, my people perish. So you see, when there is something that you are believing God for, it is not that it is not there. He made it available. It is is a kingdom of all provisions, but ignorance or demonic intervention, these are the two things that stop us from enjoying the package of redemption. So he said that. Then he said unto him, a great a, a certain man made a great supper and invited many. You see? He's talking about the kingdom of God. Look at the, the next verse very, very quickly. Verse 70 says that. He sent his servant a supper time to say unto them that have been invited, come for all things. How many things? Our uh, what? They are, they are ready. So the kingdom is a kingdom of all things being ready. Sometimes, you see, sometimes, Like the ignorance I was talking about is sometimes the Lord will tell you, do this, put this one here. When you put this one here, it will be secured. He said, no, 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 I'll put it in my pocket. So, ignorance makes us sometimes not do what the Lord wants us to do. Even though we know, but we will not do it. And then as you are going, it will fall. So, now when it falls, you are looking for the water. If you had kept it here, if you had done what the Lord told you to do, it would have been there. Is somebody getting it? So, when we talk of ignorance, it's not only about you not knowing. It is about you not doing what you know you are supposed to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a good time to give a clap if you want to for the, for the Lord. You see? So, ignorance is not just about not knowing. Ignorance is also about knowing and not doing. Uh-huh. So, you know that you are supposed to do this. You are not doing it. Certain things begin to happen. Now you begin to cry. You begin to... The other day I read a scripture in the book of Psalms. He said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Can you search for that scripture for me? Before I was afflicted. I think it is in some, either Psalm some 119 verse 106 or somewhere like that. Somewhere, somewhere they will find it. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. So many, 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 many times, the ignorance we talk about is our own choices. Our own choices. Don't do this. You say, I just finished it. Do this. You say, I won't do it. Before, look at Psalm 119, verse 67. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. I, somebody say I. Uh It was a personal choice. I went astray. But now, I have kept thy word. Do you see that? So it's a kingdom of all things. All things. What are all the things that have been made available? Healing has been made available. Matthew chapter 15, 22. Matthew 15, Jesus told the Syrophoenician woman. The Canaanite woman. He said, she, he said to her. He said healing is bread for the children. Bread is the most common staple food in the whole world. America, bread is bread. You go to Saskatchewan, bread is bread. You go to Israel, bread is bread. Bread is bread. Somebody say bread is bread. bread is bread. And it is the most common staple food everywhere. Meaning that wherever you find yourself, you see, there is, no, there, there is no different name for bread. If you go to Ghana right now, you say bread, they will give you bread. Everywhere you go, bread is bread. It means that wherever you go, your healing is there. Your healing is not only at one place. Understand that the kingdom carry kingdom delivers healing to members, people of the kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ, whatever healing you are believing God for, let it be released in Jesus. Blessed and mighty name. Yeah. And behold, a woman came. Have mercy. Son of David. My daughter is grievously plagued by the enemy. Look at the continuation. Now verse 26. The Bible said that he will not mind her. The disciples said, Master, mind her and let her stop disturbing us. And verse 26. Jesus answered and said. Verse 26. He answered and said. It is not meat. It is not wisdom. Look at what Jesus is saying. To take the children's bread. Jesus referred to healing as the children's bread see? Healing as the children. You got to believe these things. You are in a kingdom. You are not in the kingdom of the Nellies. I am not in the kingdom of the Ajapons. You may bear the name but you are not of that originality. Because in Revelation chapter 5 verse 9 that we read he said he took them out. And when you read the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 23 thank you Holy Spirit. He said he brought them out to bring them in unto a land that he swore unto them. Look at that. He brought us out from thence that he might bring us to give us the land called the kingdom of God. Say, Say all things are mine. Say all things are available. So healing is available. Peace of mind is available. Number two. Number two, what is in, in, in the second service, I'll elaborate a, a few more things in this portion. Number two, what is in this kingdom or what is this kingdom? It is a kingdom of power. Now, as I'm teaching all these things, when you leave here, I want you to know what th- th- listen, these are your rights and privileges. Connor, are you, are you getting what I'm saying? These are your rights and privileges. As an American, You have some rights and some privileges. As a kingdom citizen, in the kingdom of God, there are rights and privileges. And that's what I'm talking about. So, one of your rights is that all things are available. It's a kingdom of all privilege. You wrote it, right? The second one is that it is a kingdom of power. It's a kingdom of power. Don't carry a chicken hat. Don't let the devil lie to you. You, you, you have no idea that tremendous power. God wants to, God, God, God want to flash through the earth with his power. But he can't do it except he finds a vessel. Because if God, fla- listen, <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me explain it to you. If God flashes through the earth with his power, it will sublime. <laughs> but what God does is that he steps down his power. So, we have something we call the step-down transformer. Okay? Now, the power that is generated at the generation plant, that is not what we get here. It will kill us. I'm telling you. In fact, if even those powers are through the lines, you hear... How many of you have heard that sound before? You've heard that sound, that sound of the power through the cables. High ten... We call them high-tension cables. So, you won't find them around. It is in, and that power is not stepped down yet. But then it goes to you see all these grails. You know, we we, sometimes you see a place, and then we have all these structures with the grails in it. Now those grails are stepped down. So when the power comes, the substation, when the power gets to the substation, then the grails will step it down. Say, "Mm -hmm 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 -hmm." the kind of power you are coming with. If it gets into people's homes, their, their homes will be bent. So let us give them, let us step it down to 110. 110 volt. So the Lord wants step down transformers to dis- disseminate his power on the earth. Because the kingdom is a kingdom of power. 1 Corinthians 4.20. Look at 1 Corinthians 4.20. So the Lord is looking for you and I to become for the kingdom of God. It's not in words. It is in power. And understand, I keep on saying this, that the only language the enemy understands is the language of power. The enemy doesn't understand your beautiful looks, Or your shades. Your beautiful shade? That the enemy doesn't understand. Now, have four children. It is not a language the enemy understands. Listen, the only language, don't forget this statement and don't hear it as a jargon in Holy Hill. Let it be part and parcel of you. Always be smart with this intention that the only language the enemy understands is the language of power. If I must speak to the enemy, he must hear me in the language of power. That is why the kingdom is a kingdom of power. Not in a kingdom of jargons. It's a kingdom of power. John 1 12. When we came into the kingdom, he gave us power to become. CJ, are you seeing it? Look at that. As many as received him, he gave them what? And the power did what? He made them become. Yeah. Now, you ask for the sons of God. You can. The sons of God means. The authority figures of God. The ambassadors of God on the earth. So you can put there anything. As many as receive him. To them gave you power to become. So to become whatever you know. God has said you should be. Did somebody get it? It is a kingdom of what? It is a kingdom. In fact, understand that. Without power, you can't even be a savior of humanity. Yeah, you remember we read that he said that we are saviors. He said from Mount Zion shall come saviors, right? But without power, without power, without power. Because Jesus said that the people that are in bondage, the people who don't believe, they are in bondage. But if a stronger than the strong man, Luke chapter 11. Look at Luke chapter 11. And then, I think verse 22 or or so. Luke 11 from 20 to 22. So, Jesus, look at how Jesus put it. He said, but if I, uh if I with the finger of God cast out devils. In other words, if I through the power of God deal with the enemy, then... The kingdom of God has come upon you. So, in other words, when we manifest power, we are manifesting and demonstrating our originality as being members of the kingdom of God. And then in verse 21 and 22, he said that when a strong man, you see, so there are strong men upon the earth, Satan and demons are considered strong men. Don't, don't live in a fallacy. And think that oh, Satan—he is—he um, has some level of power. Even Jesus said it. He said, "When a strong man, armed, so he is empowered. He is armed. What is he armed with? He is armed with knowledge. Yes. One of the things that gives Satan his authority over the, uh, uh, um, um, uh, his authority is knowledge. He knows you and I." He knows what you like. He knows your weakness. He knows where you came out from. And he's a master tactician. Here you are, before you became born again, you used to drink. Satan is not going to bring bribe. He he won't get you. By knowledge, he will bring a, 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 a shining bottle, sweating bottle. When you are very thirsty. And then he will tell you, go and win souls there. The bottle is sweating and you are winning souls. So, by the time you realize the bottle has won you, knowledge the enemy operates by knowledge. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, so he said, When he is armed, it is his arm, his armory that I'm telling you. Now he gives his place and his, his goods are in peace. And then the Lord told you and I that the kingdom is a kingdom of power. So the empowerment has made us the next verse. When a stronger than he, say I am the one. I am the one. Say I carry the step down power of God. I carry now I didn't hear you. Say I carry the step down power of God in my family, in my community, in my home. Devil cannot molest me. Come on, say it aloud. But when am stronger than you, shall come upon him. And he are listening to me. He said, and overcome him. So we have been empowered to overcome the enemy. Then he care from him all his armor, wherein he trusted, and now he begin to divide his spoil. It is a kingdom of what? Power. Power is needed to let Pharaoh allow the children of God to go. Without power, Moses, who was Moses to stand before Pharaoh? Except the Lord empowered him. Bible said that. Moreover, the man Moses was so powerful in the land of Egypt in the eyes of Pharaoh and his servants. Yeah. He said, Let my people go. He said, I won't let you go. He said, If, if you will not let them go. Tomorrow by this time, you see this ABC. Bam. Then it happens. Then Pharaoh will be shaken. A man. Who, who, my goodness, say power Power. without power, you can talk to people, they can even be against you. Without power, ladies and gentlemen, without power, you cannot even assume your rightful identity. I read Genesis chapter 32, verse 28, and I saw all the life of Jacob. He was living a false identity until he encountered power. And here he said that. And the angel said unto him, your name shall no more. So his identity was now coming to life. Your name shall no more be called Jacob. Your name shall no more be called a thief. Your name shall no more be called a fornicator. Your name shall no more be called a liar. Your name shall no more be called a supplanter. That identity of the enemy cannot live except you walk in power. you shall be called Israel. Why? For as a prince, you have power. Somebody say power. power. It was by power that his real identity. You see? Many people are living below. When I talk of your real identity, I'm talking about who and what and where God says you should be. Who and where and what God says you should be and you are. Many people are living below it. But after today, you will assume your rightful identity. Come on, say me, I believe Amen. Amen. Number three. It is a place of freedom. The kingdom of God is a place of freedom. Second ah, Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. He said, now the Lord is the spirit my goodness. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So, look at verse 18. But we all, now when there is liberty, then we begin to be changed from glory to glory by the spirit of liberty. You see, it is a kingdom of freedom. John, Romans, uh, sorry, John chapter 8, verse 32 and 36. Look at Roman, uh, John 8, 32 and 36 and you shall know that truth, that truth shall make you free. The truth is in the kingdom. Verse 36 says that he who the son shall make free is free. Indeed it is a kingdom of freedom. Freedom from what? Number one freedom from sin. Yeah. Freedom from the condemnation of sin. Now therefore, Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is now therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. It is a kingdom of freedom. So you walk without the excess baggage. Number two, it is a kingdom of freedom from your past. So freedom from sin, freedom from the past. Because the enemy, the enemy is a master tactician when it comes to following you with your past, oh, you can be whatever. At a point in time, the Lord or the enemy will reference you. Hallelujah, amen. Some of you are not happy. <laughs> hallelujah! Freedom from sin, freedom from your past, freedom from the bondage of fear, 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 fear. fear. What if this doesn't happen? What if that doesn't happen? What if this happens wrongly to me? Fear will always let you expect the bad and the worse. Please write it. Fear will always let you expect the worse and the, the bad and the worst. Faith will always let you expect the good and the best. Yeah. But fear. So you are walking around, you're thinking somebody's gonna knock you off. Yeah, somebody's going to gun you down. Somebody's going to take your wife. Somebody's going to take your husband. Your children are going to die. That is fear. Hebrews 2 verse 13. Look at Hebrews chapter 2. In Hebrews, excuse me. uh, In Hebrews chapter 2 verse 15. Look at Hebrews 2 verse 15. He said, and he delivered them who through fear of death were all their lifetime. Subject to bondage. You see? Because fear binds and it torments. When you read Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. Fear is a tormentor. He said, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. So fear brings bondage. Fear brings bondage. So it is freedom from fear. It is also freedom in righteousness. Woo! Freedom in righteousness. Peace and joy. So you may not have money, but you are excited. They may have sacked you. They gave you a rustication letter, but you are excited. Look at that. Romans. Can you give me Romans? Romans. Let's read Romans chapter 14 verse 17. Freedom in righteousness. When we talk of freedom and righteousness, we are talking about the fact that you may not have certain material things, but those material things don't shake you. I heard that Elder uh, Marshall's car broke down. And I called him. I said, man of God, I'll be picking you up <clears throat> until you, you fix your car. He said, don't worry. By the time I'll be ready to go get him, I, I will see him here with a can of Sprite walking gleefully. With a can of Sprite all the way from home. If it was you, ask yourself. Hallelujah. He walks from home. And when he comes, yes. When he comes, you greet him. Elder Marshall, how are you? He said, no better day than the Lord's day and in Holy Hill Chapel. I'm always excited. I'm always excited. Some people too will drive with an air condition. Sister, how are you? God, brother how are you Jesus is Lord ay! somebody say ay! freedom in right look at that for the kingdom of God the kingdom that we have been called in it's not meat and drink yay kita school boys Connor there is some fish called kita school boys very small 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 but very tasty it is not School schoolboys, and Abolo. He said, it is in righteousness. <laughs> in peace. And in what? In joy. When any of these three things are not manifesting in your life, don't deceive yourself that you are in the kingdom. Yeah, it, it is over there. When these three things are not manifesting in your life, come to a place no joy. Why? Because well you know, um, I'm not able to meet all my bills. You are not meeting your bills so you are, you, are, you, are, you are out of joy. Look at that. That is even when you must be more joyful. You see because that is when the devil knows that what he is doing is not touching you. No. What he is doing is not touching you. Hallelujah. The devil thinks he has done his worst. But you come laughing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know when I give more? I give more when even my account is red. I am t- God is my eternal witness. Yeah. I go into overdrafting, giving. <laughs> God bless you. Hallelujah. You, listen, it is too late for the devil to get me in. No, no. Somebody said, freedom in righteousness. Joy and peace, hallelujah! Now, so the, the and, and it is a place. Uh huh. The fourth thing is that it is a place of preparation for eternity. The kingdom of God is a place of preparation for eternity. John 14 1 to 7. And then, when you get to verse number 6 and 7, write the scripture because my time I'm not going to read all. But verse number 6 and 7, Jesus said unto them, he said unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And he's the one that called us into the kingdom. So he called us to be prepared. Nobody prepares on the day of exam for an exam. We prepare in the classroom before we come into the exam hall. We don't appear before the Lord to prepare. There is a preparation grounds. And the preparation grounds is not this world. It is the kingdom of God in this world. It is the kingdom of God in this world. Hallelujah. Say, I am glad to belong to the kingdom of God. 1 Peter two eleven, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as pilgrims and strangers. You see? So you are in the world, but you are not of the world. Ty, are you with me? You are a pilgrim. You are a stranger. Hallelujah. Now, so all these, these four things make the kingdom of God, like I always say, the solution center of God amongst men. Whenever I say the kingdom of God is the solution center of God amongst men, I'm talking about, these things; these are the things that make it the solution center of God amongst men. It carries the system of answers to the many questions of the earth. So, how do we access it? Write these two things down because I'll be starting on Wednesday from somewhere here. Now, number one, I'll talk about the first one but the second one, I'll do it on Wednesday. Now, number one, of course, there are a couple of them anyway. Number one, repent. To access it, repent. Ah, but we have repented? No. Because you, with, many people don't even understand repentance. What is repentance? I looked at the Greek word. You'll be confused, but I'll mention it. Because even me, it was difficult. Metanio. I told you. (laughs) The Greek word for that word, repent, is metanio. Do you want me to spell m e t? Now I'll spell it m e t a n o e h o. Uh huh. Pronounce it your way. Uh huh. Metanio. (laughs) Now. What is the meaning of this so that we will understand the word repent taken from Mark 115? Look at Mark 115. Mark 115, he said, and saying the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is here. So, how do we access it? Repent and believe the gospel. Now, so how what, what does this great word of repent mean? Number one, it means change your mind. You got to change your mind. Change your mind. Number two. Now, why must we change our mind? Because as a man thinketh, Proverbs twenty-three, seven. As a man thinketh, so is he. Why must we change our mind? Because the Lord is able to do exceeding abundantly, far above what we ask or think. Ephesians three, twenty. Ephesians three, twenty. You see. Thinking produces determination. So, he said, change your mind. That is the word repentant. Number two, it means think differently. So, all of a sudden, you begin to think differently. Think differently from how you have been thinking. And number three, it means to reconsider or look at it from another perspective. To reconsider it means to, 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 to reconsider. To reconsider means to look at something from another perspective. Give me this. Connor, what do you see? What a color you see. Turquoise. Okay, give me a layman's color. Green, green, the dominant color. Green, right? Hey, the turquoise, and it can even confuse the preacher. So let's take it as green. Green, right? (laughs) Now, you are seeing green, I can tell you white. You will believe, you, you, you will argue with me. No, it is green. I also tell you, no, it is white until we flip it and then you start seeing from my perspective and I start seeing from your perspective do you understand it now so the word repent which means to reconsider means that start seeing things from the perspective of God not from your perspective start believing God from the perspective of God not from your budget start believing God from the report of the word not the report of the doctors because whose report would you believe? And Bible says, let every man be a liar and God alone. Close your eyes. I finish. I'll continue on second service. Let God be true and every man be... I will tell you the next point to do to access it but today go and ruminate over this first point amen and what is that point repent change your mind when you change your mind there are certain things you will not do you see when you change your mind do you know that when you change your mind even your taste is affected oh yeah 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 when you change your mind yeah so there are some people who say that, oh, I don't eat this food, I don't eat that food. I tell them, just change your mind one day, and say that when I eat it, nothing will happen to me, and then eat it and see. You see, your mind, it is so powerful. Your mind is not the battleground. The Lord told me this. He said to me, "Is the mind is your is the battle prize? Yeah, because whoever gets your mind gets you. If." the devil gets your mind, you are his own. If God has your mind, you are his own. That is why he said, if there are any, uh, 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 Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, finally, my brethren, if there is anything, what? Think on these things. And what are the things that he gave? Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. He said, things that are worthy. Look at that. Whatsoever things are. This is Paul's final letter to them. His final statement. He said, Finally brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is any power, he said, and if there is any praise, so in order for you to get power and praise, he said, think on these. Somebody say, think on these. Say, Lord, help me to access the kingdom of God by thinking right, by repenting in my mind. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory. Jesus blessed and mighty name. In case somebody is here, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to pray with you that the Lord will empower and strengthen you. Would you lift up your hand for a prayer in case you want to have a relationship with Jesus? Otherwise, can we all pray and say, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Grant me grace for complete repentance. Changing of mind. Thinking differently. Reconsidering from another perspective. Which is your perspective. So help me God. Jesus mighty name. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. I want you to join me on the prayer line from 3 a.m. And of course, please remember that this coming Friday is our night of supernatural encounter. He touched me. He touched me. Are you anticipating a touch from the Lord? This coming Friday, shall we be on our feet? The Lord bless and keep us. Say amen. The Lord empower and strengthen us. The Lord make his face shine upon us. Give us his peace and his countenance. Go from here with the confidence and assurance that in Christ Jesus we are more than conquerors. Now I want you to lift up an offering while you're standing because we're going out now. So, you want to lift up an offering? Please put a giving portal on the line. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. You can do by tightly. Just text the word give to eight three three eight five nine four one one seven. I want to take this opportunity to say a very big thank you to each and every one of you. Your giving is pushing the mandate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, as you said, one day somebody asked me, said, man of God, can I have a rebate of my tithe? Uh-huh. <laughs> one day we'll talk about it. Your checks to Holy Hill Chapel. Right. Or you can do PayPal, holyhilltn at gmail.com. And then you can look at or Zell by using the number 72. I said, Why? He said, I need money for something. I said, But the church is not a, a savings credit union. <laughs> that you, you put money in, so when you need it, you just go. I so said, We are pushing the kingdom said, I can bless you personally, but to say that you are going for your tithe that you have paid is even a curse. But I understood this person. I will not say he or she, so that you start thinking. I understood this person because this person is very young in the Lord. So I had to take time and explain things. Hey, the Lord bless and keep you. Make his face shine upon us. And give us his countenance. If you are leaving after first service, please lift your hand and give us the communion. The, 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 The seed is blessed. Please drop it in. God bless you tremendously for being a pusher of the things of God. Were you blessed in the first service? Yeah. Go and manifest the kingdom of God. Thank you. All right. Let's share the grace of God together, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Let's take our prophetic declaration, with long life, full of prosperity, And sound hell shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives. Amen.